Time now for us to check into the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer, this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. You want to talk horror movies? Why, do you have a good one for us? Yeah, I want you to ask uh, your producer, Victor, to send you the video he sent me on the weekend, because uh, <laughs> it's quite incredible. You, you click on this thing, it comes up on your screen, and, and your reaction is, God, those special effects are getting good in Hollywood, because it shows this hornet that's roughly the size of a chihuahua <laughs> eating from a pot of strawberry jam. And then I get a follow-up note from mm-hmm. Victor, who clearly has a vicious streak. He does. And it oh, says, he well, does. that's not a special effect. It's real. <laughs> so great. Now I'm not only hiding in the basement, but I'm having to sleep with the lights on. And I haven't done that since I saw The Exorcist. So, he did tell me that anytime he sees one of those stories, he does send it directly to I you. I know he does. I know he does. But look, real life is scary enough in 2020. Okay. Frankly, I don't think we need to see Friday the 13th anymore. Sometimes it puts things in perspective for us. Like, like we don't have this homicidal maniac chasing us. Therefore, we can get through all this other stuff. Yeah, no, we only have a homicide virus chasing. <laughs> right. It's different. It's not, you know, running around carrying a knife. Uh, but yeah. let's, let's talk about that virus, too, because I did notice that in spite of all of the stuff that's going on, is it true that the provincial, the public service is headed back to the office? Yes, the public service is headed back to the office. And the, the thing about this that's interesting is it happened during the election campaign. We started to get notes, uh, those of us in the press gallery, from public servants during the campaign because, you know, a lot of people in town work in the public service saying, you know, we've got, we're getting these directives that we should be preparing to go back to the office. And looked at it, and they're going, you know, are, are our social distancing rules going to be there? Are they, have the offices been made over and plexiglass? You know, we're all working from home, and it's fine. And the additional concern, Simi, is they're saying, you know, we're, we're the civil servants are saying, we're, you know why we're being told to go back to the office? Because they're worried about the restaurants and businesses in downtown Victoria not, you know, having a lunchtime crowd. So we asked around about it during the campaign. I asked Premier John Horgan about it, and he said, look, um, I'm running for re-election. The government is in caretaker mode. I haven't talked to the head of the public service about this because generally when the government is in caretaker mode, there isn't a lot of communication back and forth between the politicians who are running for re-election and the public service. But he said, "I'll, I'll take it up when I go back to work next week. So... There's a story in Vancouver Sun today by my colleague Rob Shaw saying it's still going ahead, but it sounds like they're hedging a bit, that they're saying, well, you know, it has to be voluntary. Uh, We have to make sure precautions are in place. We have to make sure it's safe. So I don't know. I'm not 100% sure the way I was, the way it seemed to be during the campaign, because people sent us the directives, um, that it is going ahead. I, I wonder with the rising caseload out there, even though it's mostly not concentrated in the provincial capital, if there isn't going to be some hesitation in saying, okay, everybody back to work. Right. You can see that for sure. And, and you know, you wonder, though, too, as well, and I know you brought this up, that with the way cases are trending, it's almost like they got lucky that the election was when it was. I think they did. You know, when they called the election, there was a thing of why are you calling an election in the middle of the pandemic? 
and not just a pandemic, but clearly the second wave of a pandemic. Uh, will you, as a government, opposition parties, be able to do what you did in the spring and speak with a single voice and talk to the public and have town hall meetings and tell them, you know, we got a second wave, we need to take precautions, because if they're campaigning, they're not going to be doing that. So the numbers we got this week are pretty disturbing. So we've had what? Uh, the day the election was called, there were 8,000 COVID-19 cases overall in British Columbia from the beginning. So we had, uh, since February, had 8,000 cases. As of this week, we have 13,000 cases. So we've added 5,000 cases, more than that, in the five weeks of the election campaign. I mean, that's a, what, 62-63% increase in cases. And as we know, they're concentrated in one particular health region, Fraser Health. Yeah. And in fact, they're concentrated in a few communities in the southern part of Fraser Health. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big surge. And the first sign that, you know, we were told, hey, we're going to have to take some action on this was Monday, day, two days after the election. We get this announcement from Dr. Bonnie Henry saying there's a crackdown. You know, it's masks, it's house parties, it's all this stuff. And she's given us all the reasons why um, two days after the election's over. Yeah, I know. And, then, and and you look at what's going on right now. The numbers are terrible. Yeah. Um, and will we see Adrian Dix back at these briefings soon, do you think? Well, he wasn't there on Monday. Yeah. You know, I mean, normally, in the past, again, because Dix and Dr. Henry shared the platform for weeks and months, anytime you asked a question, if it had a political dimension, Dix would step in and answer it, right? It, it's... Dr. Henry handles the epidemiology questions and all that. He's not there on Monday, so ask her, did you wait till after the election to do this? She said, no. Okay, fine. That's her answer, right? But Dix is not there, and I'm going, hmm, did he stay away because he didn't really want to deal with that question? Um, heard back, uh, somebody in the NDP said, well, no, you know, the elections uh, really were still in caretaker mode, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's actually not the case. Uh, You'll know this, Simi. He was on with Linda Steele yesterday afternoon on CKNW. So he's not avoiding it. He only avoided the thing on Monday. And look, I don't think it's entirely fair to Dr. Henry that she has to face these questions, although she answered them. Uh, but, you know, the, the concern I have is that we haven't had politicians out front accountable for the huge spike in cases. And I think, you know, if, if, uh, if they should be starting to answer for this stuff, yeah. Premier John Horgan said he was going back to work on Monday. Well, um, you remember again, Simi, during the election campaign, the question came up of, well, we're going to be without a government until the Ritzer returned in November and everything. And Horgan said, no, no, no. We have a government, right? Yeah. During the campaign, it's in caretaker mode. But as soon as we go, as soon as the election's over, we all go back to work. Well, let's get back to work and let's start talking about why it took five weeks 
exactly. to do a crackdown in Fraser Health. Okay, so there's that for this NDP government to answer about. Let's also talk about the opposition here, the BC Liberals. Boy, uh, it seems like there's a lot of infighting going on already. Yeah, speaking of horror stories, yeah. <laughs> the Liberals. You know, so we're getting recriminations and we're getting score settling and clearly the Liberals need a huge makeover and, well, I've got four years to do it, so that's that. But I'm kind of struck by the responses we've had from um, some of the people that are being talked about as future leaders, possible future candidates for the leadership of the Liberal Party, taking their time, hesitating. Uh, you know, I, I, I sort of wonder about that, and then you go, well, wait a minute. The, the mood within the party is we shouldn't have a leadership race right now. We should put it off for a couple of years, give the party time to rebuild, give people a chance to come forward, give the government a chance to define itself to some degree, government agendas determine opposition agendas, and we've still got a pandemic. So it makes sense to hold off, but if the party's going to hold off for two years and you're out there, particularly if you already have a job, you're not in the legislature, well, why would you commit to a leadership race right now? Yeah, exactly. I've been amazed at how quickly, though, like, um, they've started pointing the fingers. It's almost like they knew all along what was going wrong, but nobody actually did anything. Well, they did. You know, before the election was called over the summer, those of us who cover provincial politics uh, were hearing already that there was a mood afoot in the Liberal Party uh, to change leaders, to try to do a leadership yeah. change before the election because they recognized they had problems. In fact, uh, for those uh, people out there that are really suspicious, um, it strikes me as possible that the New Democrats picked up on the possibility. Mm that the Liberals might change leaders this fall. And they added that to the list of reasons they had for calling an early huh. election. Like, wow, we don't want to miss the opportunity of running a campaign against Andrew Wilkinson. Let's call the vote before they have time to pick somebody else's leader. It reminds me of that whole Carol James, Adrian Dix, NDP leadership issue that came yeah. up too. Uh, Vaughn, thank you so much. Bye-bye, Simi. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.